This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, my name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as the CEO of Comarch, digital marketing company for the pest and lawn industries. And with me, as always, is the highly esteemed, highly educated, and might I say, I don't know what to say, but Dan, you want to say good morning, introduce it. By the way, we're recording this in the morning. Can you want to introduce yourself as well as our topic uh, for today? Yeah. So hello, everybody. Dan Gordon, PCO bookkeepers, PCO M&A specialists. As always, um, we talk about uh, the uh, hot topics of the day. And uh, as we record this, it is uh, early July and as we've been doing since we started the podcast, we are doing our quarterly wrap up uh, of you know what Donnie sees on his end, what I see on my end. Um, um, you know, there may be some specifics from the company, but there a lot of it will be we'll be talking about the economy and the the, the macro environment and uh, you know what we're seeing for for folks who are operating in uh, the pest and lawn industries. So uh, with that, I guess we could just kind of get right into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, Dan, so I don't know what you're seeing on your client side. Um, I can talk a little bit about on the Colmark side. We are at the end of June. So we're through the spring. And so for our lawn clients and a lot, I'd say a large majority of our pest clients, uh, most of them have been just redlining all spring. And what I mean by redlining, I'm talking, you know, dropping a ton of money into marketing. They're all trying to grow. Um, I've not seen any slowdown, you know, from our client base in terms of, you know, folks being aggressive. The biggest slowdown I've seen has actually been in lawn and it hasn't been because of opportunity. Um, and, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but, you know, I, and again, I'm going to talk from kind of a macro level first when I'm seeing in marketing and then I'll, we'll bring it down to some specifics and, and try to pass along a few things that I think are changing that you may want to think about as you go into Q3 and Q4 and trying to round out your year. The biggest issue I've seen on the lawn side right now is a lot of folks are pulling back, not because it's expensive, not because of inflation. Do you want to guess why, Dan? Most lawn guys are pulling back. Can't get help. Labor. That's right. You nailed it. (laughs) That's exactly right. And and I will say this is so common. It's it's absolutely a trend. You know, you, you know, you'll hear one or two folks say, hey, look, I need to pull back. We're, we're running low right now. I need to pull back. You know, we, we're, we're down three guys. I, I'm not joking when I would tell you that at least 80% of our lawn folks this year pulled back or did not go as big as they could have, mainly because they have struggled so much to get help. And obviously, that's a function of the economy. That's a function of what's happening in terms of labor. We've talked about this multiple times on the podcast um, so I don't want to I don't want to get into it, but I think the main thing now is, you know, a big challenge on the marketing side is not opportunity. Um, the biggest challenge I believe right now on the marketing side, and I would say this is for pest and lawn, it's it's been able to compete for talent and labor. And so, you know, if you've not ran into this issue, which I'm sure everyone who's listening to this podcast is struggling with the same thing, I think it's time to start thinking about. Um, you know, looking at your recruiting as a marketing strategy, 
And we've seen quite a few clients who now are, are beginning to shift some of their marketing dollars over to their recruiting dollars. And they're, you know, they're getting, they're creating new websites, they're creating campaigns, they're, you know, they're definitely getting more dialed in to recruiting talent because, you know, this, you know, the way a service company works is there's two critical pieces. And I've said this all along. And if you've ever attended CO2, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not, you know, some super smart guy, but I've always said, if you can generate leads and if you can get good people, everything else you do as a business owner can be either subbed out or, or you can, you know, you will make it right. But if you suck at one of those two things as an owner, you just, you're going to really struggle. And so I think what we're seeing now in the past where it's been, folks are like, they've come along, they're operation folks, you know, the operational guy or girl, they don't really know how to market. They don't really run a business. And so they've struggled in that area. I think what we're starting to see now is that that is not so much as a concern as it, they just cannot get enough people in the door. And so, you know, one trend I've seen in Q2 has just been this, just this really just this lack of labor and this inability for a lot of our clients to attract talent into the door. And, you know, we've seen everything from, you know, hiring bonuses to, you know, retention bonuses. And, and, you know, again, I think the main thing that I want to, the main point I want to make out of this is that, you know, looking ahead, if you've not thought through a strategy on, hey, I need to have a specific recruiting website. I need to start running my recruiting like I run my marketing. I need to start making sure that I've got a really good, solid strategy and on my recruiting side, it would be a great time to start thinking that through. And, you know, we have some things at Colmar. This is not a paid advertisement, by the way. You could use any company to do this. Um, but you really need to sit down. And when you're thinking through your marketing plan for the year, you also need to be thinking through your recruiting plan. And how are you going to do that? Because it absolutely is. This, it's the same concept, right? Recruiting is no different than marketing. It's just marketing with different clothes on. That's all it is. You still got a funnel, right? You still got to fill the top of the funnel. You still got to pull them through to a conversion. And so all the basics are the same. It's no different than what we do with customers. It's just now there has to be a bigger, bigger focus on, on, you know, getting folks in the door. So. That about says it. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the one thing that I would say is, uh, um, you know, you said that that people are redlining. The economy is redlining, and as you know, unless you're under a rock, you see that uh, everybody's afraid of inflation, recession, whatnot. We've got to slow down. See, the the best environment for us to operate is not a screaming economy, and it's not a horrible economy. It's right in the middle. That's where people have money to spend on our services. But people are also available for the workforce, right? Right yeah. now, with a screaming economy, you, you, yeah, you've got customers who are willing to pay, but you don't have people who are willing to do the work. So maybe this slowdown is kind of a blessing in disguise, you know. So I think ultimately that's what we're going to see. I, you know, we, we have, and we're going to get into the economy a little bit later on. I've got lots of things I want to talk about. I've got a huge confession I want to make, which you know, I don't know. Maybe I didn't realize we're going to. I didn't even think about it this morning. We we're going to do it, but you know, big confessions here. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, so so number one is has been labor and the struggle with labor, and and Q2 is no different, and and we're seeing it. You know, I, I think the main reason I'm talking about it is because it's starting to have a real effect on revenue. It's starting to have a real effect on sales. It's not no longer a challenge. It's now a limiting factor, and that's just a big change. We've been seeing it all year. You know, during COVID, we saw it. Everyone thought, oh, it's, you know, it's the government doles keeping everyone out. And I think what we're seeing is, is that that absolutely is not the case. This is here to stay. 
and we're going to continue to struggle with this. Um, you know, again, I can reference the the Donnelly article that I talk about on Forbes.com that talks about how this is not going to go away over the next decade. So yada yada yada, we'll move on. Next thing, you know, in Q2 that we saw so far this year, and I know you want to jump into this a little bit, Dan, is an increase in pay-per-click fees. Now, I'm not talking about admin fees. I'm talking about actual paper, you know, your cost per click. Um, you know, what we're seeing is it is getting more and more expensive to compete in paid advertising. Now, a logical question would be, why is that? Dan, do you want to speculate? Just because I like having fun, I know you're you're on the on the financial side and you're not on the marketing side, and you can have fun and start asking me accounting questions later on. But any thoughts as to why this is? I think that Google is taking over the world. And uh, well, that's true. <laughs> it's Alphabet now. It's no longer Google. It's Alphabet. Right, Alphabet. <laughs> but but uh, you know, if you were long, if if you've been in the industry uh, long enough to have been with the yellow pages, it's the same thing, right? We used to get 10 to 1 um, return on investment for yellow pages. By the time it all ended, it was less than 1 to 1. And people are more aggressive with their bids. Um, this is just a more sophisticated yellow pages, and I see it getting to be more and more. And, and um, you know, then the question becomes, what is the next area? You know, we went from yellow pages to online I don't know. Um, you know, I talked to some of my door-to-door -door guys, and uh, pay-per-click's getting to be as, as expensive as door-to-door. -door. So, you know, what, yep. what used to be a very, very expensive way to market, i.e., door-to-door, is you know, it's becoming a more viable um, option for people. Okay, so a couple things there, Dan, and and you went way down the road on this one. So I'm gonna back you up just for a second. So you're absolutely correct. The reason that you know cost per click is going up is increased competition. We're seeing this across the board. We definitely saw it in Q2. And you know, the second quarter and really the third quarter, well, second quarter is the best time to see what's really happening in lawn because that's when everyone's trying to get after it, right? It's hard to make, you know, it's really hard to make, you know, um, predictions. It's really hard to make some sort of analysis in lawn in Q4. But but Q2 is like, man, that's when, you know, Q1 and Q2 is when things are really rocking. And so what we have seen is, is two things. Number one, a lot of lawn folks aren't going as aggressive as they went, you know, in years past, and which is kind of interesting because you take that in effect, but it actually went up. Most cost per click uh, advertising that folks did in lawn was up 15 to 20%. Now, I can't, that's a broad statement and realize in different markets, that number is going to be different. It could be flat in some markets and it could be 50% in others. Okay. So I'm giving you kind of a broad, like this is a macro view, but it's interesting. And so what we're seeing is, is that there's more and more people on the platform. Most folks in lawn and in past digital is their only platform. And so what that's turned into is more people in the pot, more money going in and greater competition to get, um, to get the clicks. And so, that's kind of number one. Number two has been, and this is actually in the uh, Colmarch um, Marketing Benchmark Report, which you can go on colmarch.com. We'll put a link up after this podcast. Um, you know, Google continues to monetize the search engine results page more and more aggressively, almost to the point now where, you know, I'm not saying organic search isn't important because it absolutely is. But the fact is, is it's getting harder and harder to rank because there's less real estate for you to be on. 
um, you know, the real estate is drying up because, you know, now you've got, you know, Google local services, you've got pay per click, you know, you've got the local pack, and then you get down to what's going on in terms of, you know, your normal organic search. And so all of these factors combined is turned into more money for Google. I'm sure it's not intentional, you know, at all, but <laughs> so, so that's why we're seeing an increase in cost per click. Um, I don't see this changing. I don't even know if I see it leveling out quite yet. I keep thinking we've reached the top, um, but I continue to be, um, I continue to be found out, meaning that it's not true. And, you know, part of this is, is that it's just a time of year as well. It's a very competitive time. This is when everyone's out, you know, they're most companies, you know, they got the, the spigot completely wide open in terms of dollars going into their marketing because this is the season. So I think between <clears throat> increased competition, you know, losing a lot of real estate and, you know, it just being everyone's going across the board, we're going to continue to see cost per click go up. And much like what you're saying, Dan, I think what you're going to see is that platform is going to levelize with, is that even a word? Levelize? So, all right, I just made it up. You know what I'm saying? They're going to level on with, you know, broad media, like, you know, broadcast media. So radio TV, as well as door to door. And you're going to see that this platform is no different in terms of cost, cost per lead and cost per sale. So, that's out of the bag. Digital is not a secret anymore, huh? It's not a secret. And, you know, and it's also not just the, you know, the blue light special that it used to be, you know, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not ditching digital. I'm certainly not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just making the point that you're going to spend more money for it now. So, all so right. One of the points, one of the points that you, you on, on our outline here that you bring up is uh, social. So like, uh, for example, I, you know, our firm, PCO Bookkeepers, we do a lot of social because, you know, there's a, a, a market that we're trying to reach, you know, uh, pest control and lawn care operators. And, um, you know, so they have groups and they're on the, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn and whatnot. And it's easy for us to, you know, um, it, it, the, the social um, works well for us. But if I have bugs or I want a green lawn, I don't join a group or whatever, uh, and I just don't see the B to C thing for social as as big of a uh, opportunity as a pay per click. You know, I have an emergency, I have you know bugs, and boom. Uh, so, so tell me about what you see for social. Okay, so you asked the question before, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually. I didn't actually answer it. And so now you're kind of asking in a different way. So I'm going to answer it this time because you asked at the end of the last question was what's next. And I am, if you could just picture my face right now, I'm cringing as I say this, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we got to start looking at things like TikTok. We got to start looking at, you know, other social platforms, which I, by the way, there's a video of Dan, and a speedo and a calculator on TikTok singing a song. If you want to go out there and search it out, <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to get on TikTok. <laughs> no, I, you know I am not. Let me, okay, so first of all, there are people who are using TikTok. Social absolutely is in my mind is the next thing that we need to focus on as an industry. And and if you're and if you're looking at for ways to expand your pipeline, you absolutely need to do that now. Is someone going to be on YouTube or TikTok or whatever platform? It's, you know, I'm sure there'll be a new one here in a couple of years. Are they going to be on there looking for pests or lawn? No, they're not. Um, 
but you know, we also have platforms like Nextdoor and those types of things, which has a social com component to it. And so I think the reality of it is, is that it's so expensive now to, to compete in Google local services and, and pay-per-click. If you can go up the chain just a bit and people know your brand, I think overall that is probably the next, not probably, I personally believe that's the next step. And in the past, I've been pretty critical of branding. I've been critical of branding in, in, you know, in with television, with radio, and mainly because it's been so expensive and it's hard to, you know, in terms of attributing back to your normal sales, like where did that sale become from? I am now changing my tune. I'm now changing that thought. So are you too. saying that that uh, as a pester lawn company that you should create a, a video, a TikTok video, or a, a Google, or I'm sorry, a, um, a um, YouTube video or something? Or are you saying that you should do the remarketing banner when somebody no. runs something? No, I'm saying that you should have videos. And I'm, what I am saying is, is that what you want to do or is create ads so that you're actually branding on those networks so that when someone does think of they got an issue with their lawn, they got an issue with their, uh, or they, you know, they got to answer whatever. Number one, either they do a branded search going after your company because they know your brand or number two, they do a general search and your brand pops up either in paid or some other way. And they just naturally, you know, gravitate towards you. And so <clears throat> in the past, you know, when it was so cheap to buy leads, it made zero sense to do that. Right. When you're getting your cost per lead at 20 bucks, it's like, eh, What's the point of branding? It's going to cost you so much money. No worries about it because you can rank well. Now what I'm saying is, is that it's so expensive to be in that world. You better start adding branding to your to your mix of marketing because and, and do it on social. I do believe that's the next platform. I mean, there's a lot of companies who have used social. I've been critical of social in the past because no one, you know, I mean, you look through the, the analytics. No one is converting off of a social ad. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have to find other ways to get the brand in front of consumers. And that's where they're at. Despite I'm not a TikTok fan at all, not because it doesn't work, but just because I don't get it. I'm, maybe I'm just getting to be an old guy, but just like in general, we're going to sing songs and we're going to make videos like I just I don't know. I don't get it. But that's my own. But if I have an emergency, explain to me if I have an emergency, I have a baby in a cradle who's in a bedroom and there is a, 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 a yellow jackets nest right above eating through the ceiling. I don't go to TikTok to find a. Pesky. No, there'll be a, there'll be a song up and, you know, this is how you get. No, I'm kidding. No. And that's the fact. You're right. They're not going to do that. You know, ideally, they would have seen either a TikTok ad or they have seen something in the past that where they've gotten the, you know, they've gotten your name and it's, it's funny by the way. And I'll tell this quick story and then we got to move on to the economy. We, we spent enough time on marketing. I had to, I'm not going to talk about what I had to do, but, but just, just know that I had to drink crystal light. <laughs> I had to get done last week. Did you have your 40th birthday or something? No, I'm not. I'm not sharing details. I just, I had to all drink right. crystal light is all I will say. I had to add a little flavor to a concoction that I had to drink. And so I get in the car and I'm with my wife and I have this crystal. I haven't drank crystal light in freaking years. And my wife's laughing at me. She goes, did you get some crystal light? I'm like, I got crystal light because I believe in me is what I said. And I looked at her and I was like, do you know what I'm talking about? And she's like, well, yeah. And she starts singing this. Do you remember this jingle that Crystal Light had? This was like back in the 80s and 90s. And I'm like, isn't that amazing? Sing it, like, sing it for me. Yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> no, it's so it's like 30 years later, like it's still imprinted in my brain. It's her brain, and you probably know what I'm talking about too. And so one of it is, is that, and that's the power of branding, and that's the power of making sure that it, you know, you you push that into your consumers' brains before they go out for the search. And so all it's doing is it's just amplifying your efforts on the pay side. And I think that's where we're going to start seeing more and more consumers. I think that's how we're going to be able to compete more and more because the paid the paid out platforms are just going to cost so much more. You're going to have to find other ways to compete and play a different game than the big guys because you simply can't outspend them in a broad head-to-head battle online. So with that, Dan, it's time to switch gears. And I do want to talk about the economy. And, and I want to lead this off with kind of my big confession. So I will find this spreadsheet um, and I will I will link it here on on the show notes for this for this show specifically but we have been talking about inflation over and over and over and over again and we said you need to raise prices and we said okay if you look at cpi it's eight percent i think right now as we're recording this the the new inflation report is supposed to come out this afternoon i think most people are thinking it's going to be the cpi is going to be up at 8.8 percent so we said raise eight percent then you talked last time which by the way folks are going to laugh because, you know, you would think Dan and I talk all the time. We don't. But, you know, you made that point last time, Dan, that like actually for our industry, it's not it's way more than eight percent. And so after that podcast, I went and made my own spreadsheet. And what I found was, is that if you look at just our margin cost overall, it's actually inflation for us is more like around 16 percent. And so my big confession is, is that I talked about how I had raised prices 10 percent. I pushed another 10% price increase on July 1st. And so net effect for most customers at Triangle, and this is not me bragging, this is me trying to keep up. I have done a 20% price increase across the board. So that's my big confession. Here you have, you heard it. So, so you know, it's, it's interesting. So the last time we spoke, we said that, okay, everybody's inflation is different, right? The CPI is in general, but like- Yeah, it's a macro number. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that's higher if you're buying fuel. You know, we buy labor, materials, and fuel. But the interesting thing is that what we're seeing is that, um, you know, revenues are up. And they might be up 15. Actually, I'll talk about the pest index in a little while. But the pest index for May was up 17%. Um, a lot of that has to do with price increase, not because we're in this amazing economy right now. It's because... The, Remember, our pest in, in index is is a, is a um, is uh, a, a just um, it's it's all our clients as opposed to you know non-clients. So we've been pounding the table. You got to raise prices. You got to raise prices. But what's interesting is we've got guys who are up 15, 20 percent who are showing the same profit as last year when they were 15 or 20 percent less. And that has to do with that price increase just going to pay those increases in labor, materials, and fuel. So it, it's kind of interesting. So then, you know, you, what do you do? You know, your salesman, uh, he, he gets a 10% commission on all sales. Well, uh, 10 or 15% of that is uh, just by virtue of a price increase. Does he deserve that? And I don't mean to, you know, start anybody thinking like uh, maybe I should uh, uh, talk to my salespeople. But but it's a real issue, right? There is a there's inflation that um, you know. The, it, usually, we get excited with a, a revenue increase, but right now, uh, that revenue increase is just 
you know, it's just there in order to cover our costs. There's no, there's no excitement. We're not making any more money because of it. And, uh, you know, we, we, we can talk about, um, you know, what's going on with our key inputs. And, and, um, if you want to look at the outline, I, labor materials and fuels. So labor is wage inflation, you know, but, but the one thing about wage inflation, so, uh, watching the news this morning and, um, Google of all people has they're slow in their hiring. Facebook mm-hmm. is actually firing people, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is going to trickle down. So bigger companies are now slowing their hiring. How long will it take to show up in our ability to recruit and the wages that we need to pay? It's going to ripple through, and you know the the, the shoe is going to be on the other foot soon, where you're going to be able to get the people and you're going to be able to get them at a reasonable price. Do I think that that reasonable price is what it was prior to COVID? I don't. I think that there's a definite, um, you know, a a leg up that we're never going to go back because once inflation sets in, it doesn't, you know, go backwards. Hang on, hang on. Um, So just so we're all clear here, this is probably one of the few times on this podcast where we're flipping now. So Dan is optimistic on wage inflation. I'm not, I, you know, and maybe it's a a function of the markets that I'm in, but, but yeah, I mean, I hope that you're right. I, and I hope I'm wrong, (laughs) but I mean, yeah, I look at what's happening with wages and, you know, our, our inflation has been more than 15% in, in Raleigh and Charlotte and and even Houston where we're at, you know, the reality of it is, is that wage inflation is a big deal here. And I don't know that it's going to change that much just because the lack of people like I, you know, in Raleigh alone right now, I just read an article. This is very micro, not macro. And but I think it is representative of, of, of bigger areas within the country. And they talked about like, even if we have a recession, you know, recession is defined by jobs. We're really not going to see it. It's almost like the slowdown without recession because there's so many open jobs now and that, you know, the economy is just going to absorb like what you just talked about, these larger companies that are laying off, you know, there's so many open positions. It's not like we're going to see people out of work. And so I think there's still going to be competition at these lower level positions. And I think, you know, people are still going to be battling it out. So I don't see it going down. I hope you're right. I hope that we can get them at a, at a decent rate. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. On this it's it's, it's, it's going to slow and there's going to be more availability. I don't think it's going backwards, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely not going backwards, but uh, it's something has to give. It can't just keep going up and up and up. Because I 100% agree up. with that. Yes, 100% okay. agree with that. So, you know, the, the next thing is uh, materials, lawn and pests. So um, we're seeing some... Um, you know, uh, let up in the fertilizer. The fertilizer was insane. Um, that was just the the uh, amount of increase was insane. We're seeing some let up in that. We're seeing some let up in the pesticides. But for those who are in lawn care, grass seed this fall is going to be <laughs> an, an S show. It's 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 going to be very expensive, and I don't see whoa, that whoa, whoa, hang on, hang this on. year. S S show? Can you, I, I don't. I'm not following what you mean there. A shit show. Oh. So, <laughs> so, 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 uh, because I am such a uh, gentleman, I uh, don't uh, speak the that's way right. you do sometimes. That's right. That's right. So, but, but, no but that's, you know, that's going to be um, really, um, you know, grass seed is, is uh, going to be very difficult this season. But, I, but I think next there's year. one thing I want to, there's one point I want to make on this because I think this is really important. And that is if you're listening to this podcast, I would imagine that you have already raised prices and you're probably pretty savvy. 
there are folks in your market right now who are still charging the same prices that they charged in 2020 and even early 2021. And these are local operators and they're getting squeezed. And, and so if you're part of an association, if you're, you know, if you're part of a larger group, you need to make sure that you're training these folks and you're telling them and you're getting the word out that, hey, you're going to be out of business if you don't adjust prices. And it puts down what, you know, it, it, because the fact of the matter is, is that we have to pass these increases along to the consumer. It's only so long you can go to the well and, you know, you keep diluting that margin and, and then pretty soon you're going to be out of business. And, you know, some of these smaller operators, they just don't know that, they, you know, they're out they're, All they know is like, you know, I got how much money is in the account and that's how well I'm doing. And so <clears throat> I don't, I just would say be a stewardship over the industry. If you're involved in an association, especially like a state or a local association, make sure you're having discussions or at least there's something being said to these smaller operators because Dan, I don't know about your market, but I see it in, in our markets is that we still have guys who are, who are charging, 2020, 2019 prices and they're absorbing this. And I don't know how they're doing it. I know they're not going to be able to do it for very, very long. But. You know, it's interesting. A long time ago when I was actually an operator in, in pest control, we used to have these uh, guys who would do termite jobs, any size house, the same price, right? And they come and they go. And yep. they never lasted. And if you're not, if you don't have a business that's that's built to last, that's it's built on the foundations of, of profitability. It's not going to last. And so the the old timers, and you see it, you know, even before all of this, uh, who are, you know, I can always uh, get business. All I have to do is cut my price by a dollar less than the, the, the competition. Those guys aren't, they're not your right. competition. Yep. And uh, you probably won't be able to even talk them out of it. But um, hey, let them, you know, if, you know, that make less competition, which is good. But there's always going to be somebody coming up. Uh, and so so labor and materials. The last one is fuel. So, right, this is a function of macro factors. And, and you know, I hear all this politics and, you know, it's Biden's fault and the pipeline and, and Ukraine. Well, and let's, everything. let's get and, into that, Dan. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but at the end of the day, whatever you believe, there it, oil is a commodity and it's traded on markets. And so when the Ukraine thing happened, right, that spiked prices, right? So oil reached a high of $120 a barrel. Now, what that translated to here in New Jersey, and it's proportional in every other state um, in New Jersey, that translated into $5 a gallon for regular gas, right? Now, oil has dropped to about 100 bucks a barrel. So that means that, you know, you've dropped a certain percentage and, the, and your gas should drop a, a certain percentage. So going from 120 to 100, gas should drop from $5 to $4 using my New Jersey example. However, it hasn't. Gas is still $4.60 a gallon here in New Jersey. Those, those, dirt, those dirty capitalists, that's why. <laughs> those, those dirty capitalists are making a ton of money, right? It, it's, it's the oil companies. And I'm, by the way, I am not somebody who wants to bash the oil companies for making a ton of money because two years ago they were losing their shirts when, when, when you couldn't pay people to take oil away, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, and, and that's a brutal business that the, the beauty of pest and lawn is we've got this recurring model that goes up and up and up, right? That business is boom, bust, boom, bust. And it's happened so many times. And uh, just before the podcast, we were talking, uh, Donnie and I were talking about the Houston market and how 
you know, robust it is because it's an oil economy. You watch what happens when oil busts, and it will in the future. I can't tell you when, but it will because it always yep. does, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, geez, you know, uh, but and 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 you get all these people who say it's different this time. It's no different than any other. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's totally uh, different. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, the kids. Oh, Bitcoin. This different. It's different. Well, uh, now you know, Is forty thousand. That was that was the time to get in, man. Well, all right, you uh, get in forty thousand. Now you look at what happened, right? I don't want to get down a tangent here, but isn't it crazy? Like the original inventors of Bitcoin have gone in hiding, and now the Feds are after them. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. But, yeah, but they should be. They're in hiding. Yeah, they're in hiding, and because you know investors are going after them, and 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 now the feds are after them, and so it's it's amazing. You know, here's what I was saying. I don't claim to be as smart as the folks who who you know derivatives, Bitcoin, those types of things. But when, but I am smart enough to know that who I should probably listen to. And and when Warren Buffett said Bitcoin was a farce, I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to go into Bitcoin. And when folks like that say that, like it's like you 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 might want to listen, right? Because it's it's amazing, just the epic rise and you know the the correlating. I mean, you know, just shortly after that, the epic fall of Bitcoin. I don't know if it's gone forever, but but it has been quite the show to sit back and watch. So anyway, not a. I, get have, down I have a feeling that it will go back up, but it's not going to. You know, people made ten, twenty, thirty times on their money. That's not happening. That's done. So, um, you know, um, I, you know, listen, could it double over the next few years? Absolutely. But uh, yeah. I just, you know, you're not, it's not the, it's not the uh, gold rush that it was, but uh, so, you know, labor materials and fuel, those are the three things that you need to watch because those are the things that are hitting. Obviously insurance costs are going to go up. All your other costs are going to go up as a result of, uh, you know, there, the, the pressures on, on those vendors. But but those are the three big ones. And and the fourth one, actually, the first one is what we spoke about before advertising, because advertising, the inflation and in advertising is mm -hmm. just, you know, totally. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I don't believe that it's in, and we spoke about this before. I don't believe that it's all an economy thing. I just think it's a, a competition thing. It's Google making as much money as they absolutely can. And, um, you know, so well, it's a function of, you know, the, va the vast majority of our customers now, and I'm talking both pests, I mean, the majority here pests, but, but also some lawn, you know, the majority of our customers now are all online and that's the platform. And so, you know, what that's done is that's attracted everyone to come over to the platform and, and by default, you know, competition goes up, pricing goes up. And I, you're right. I don't I don't see that changing and I don't see it dropping. Even in a recession, if that ever happens, and it may not happen, you know, again, we, we said before, you know, every light for recession is on. But the fact is, is that there's so many open jobs, it may not look like a recession, even though technically the economy is slowing down and has thrown the economy into a recession in the past. And so it may have all the same, it may have all the same fundamentals without all the job loss. It'll just be folks going to different positions. And so why don't you update us real quick on the pest index and what you're seeing yeah. Big picture there. So, so the pest index for May, uh, which came out, and actually we're probably in the next uh, three weeks, we'll get uh, into June. But May shows a 17% increase year over year. Wow, that's great, unbelievable. The industry's huge. But remember, we told everybody to raise their prices 10%, and some did more. And but but if we say an average of 10%, then you got to strip that out. So the actual growth was about 7%, which is slower than it was. Uh, over the past two years, right? So what we're doing is we're seeing 
a uh, inflation or a price increase adjusted growth of about 7%, I think, right? Um, And so that appears that the growth in the industry is slowing. That's okay. That's what happens. You know, uh, you you just can't go keep going to the moon and uh, that's fine. Um, So the index is, is, uh, it'll it'll be interesting, uh, you know, when when the the, the Rollins and Terminex and and Renekill earnings come out to see you know, like I said, we're highly correlated to those, um, uh, um, you know, their their earnings. And so let's see how that works. Yeah. I, the, the thing I would say out of this is that, you know, if you're not already doing this, um, th- th- really two points I want to make out of this. Number one is this is the beauty of having an operating company. You know, if I were sitting on a big pile of cash right now, like, and that's all I had, What's, you know, let's just say I didn't have I the thought you were. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like blowing my nose with it. I got so much. No, it's, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, I thought you were getting a nosebleed from sitting on top of it from the altitude, but go ahead. (laughs) So, you know, inflation goes up 10%. Guess what? The value of your big pile of cash just went down 10%. And you cannot adjust based on what's going on in the economy. When you've got an operating company, this is the beauty. Like, this is why business owners do very well, is because you can adjust prices based on that. Now, that's point number one. Point number two, you need to run your business by the percentages. And so sometimes people look at dollar amounts and, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, it's this, it's this much higher. But that is completely a wrong way of looking. And, and, and I just want to make this point because I see, you know, people use averages like, well, I should have so many dollars per technician. I should have so many dollars per CSR. That's the wrong way of looking at your business. You've got to preserve your margin. And so when you see prices going up, you're going to see, you know, that you're going to see your margin eroding. That's where price increases can pull that back in. So as long as you, you know, point number one is, is that, you know, having, you know, having inflation is is not a bad thing when you can adjust for inflation. But point number two is don't allow your margins to be eroded on prices. Like, you know, make sure that you adjust that revenue line to keep your numbers in the slot. And of course, Dan has, I think, Dan, you've got a report that, that will walk people through depending on the size of their business. This is what your margin should be. But make sure you watch those margins like a hawk because that's where you really make money. You're making money in your business and you can adjust and make sure the value of your investment continues to stay that valuable regardless of what the economy, I'm not saying if we hit a depression, but you know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can move with the economy in terms of the value of your investment. So does that make sense? And, and yeah, and what, what you need to do is create some rules uh, of what you're going to do if your uh, margins start to shrink, right? So if you're in growth mode and growth mode is a bad way to be, if you're not making your forecasts, you need to figure out how to dial back. You need to have those gross margins between 50 and 55%. They need to be that way. So whether it's raising prices, whatever it is, you need to make sure, you know, what should a, uh, a good uh, service company be making on the bottom line? You know, anywhere from 15 to 20 percent, some where you have 25, EBITDA, whatever. But those numbers should not change. And, you know, if you're it, it you know, it, it, you shouldn't get aggressive when you are in a, a, a you know, in, in a bear market. Right. You should get very defensive. Yeah, okay, and that's 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 what I would say on that. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about today well, hang is on, but before you before you oh, do that, ahead. though, um, you have a benchmark report that folks can go out and look at to look at these margins, correct? 
ACO bookkeepers, it's our cost study. And yep. you can take a look and that cost study is tried and true. And people have said, well, why don't you do one each year? You don't need to do it each year. It's a puzzle. The percentages are the percentages year in, year out. Right. Um, we probably will update it in a couple of years, but I, I guarantee you that the numbers are going to be the same, the percentages, right? So we'll, we'll link that on be. the show notes yeah. page just so folks have yeah. access to it. All right, Dan, walk us, wind us home here with the M&A side, what you saw in Q2, what you're seeing, and, you know, throw on your Notre Dame uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still line. doing deals. We're still doing deals, but not with the fervor that we were doing them in, in Q4 of last year. Um, the buyers are starting to get very selective, although some of the private equity guys are uh, who don't really understand the industry are starting to uh, buy companies that probably aren't the highest quality. <laughs> Definitely see some of that. <laughs> you know, in other words, know what your market is before you go in and start buying. Right. But but, you know, the 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 the, the normal cast of characters, the the. Um, you know, the, 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 the Rollins, the Renekills, the Antisemex, the Certuses, uh, you know, all of those guys who know what they're doing, right? They're looking for very high quality uh, companies. The one thing that I will tell you is that the multiples have shrank, right? Now, if you think about, um, you know, what, what is the benchmark? The benchmark is this Terminex deal. Well, on December 15th, that Terminex deal was a three time, 3.6 times revenue because if you remember, it was like 1.069 shares of Renekill stock plus $11. Mm-hmm. Well, at that time, Renekill stock was $42.32. Yesterday, it closed at $30. That means that that deal at 3.6 times revenue in, in the middle of December when it was announced is now at 2.6, right? That deal was cut down by a third. And that's not to say that the market doesn't like the deal or it's a bad deal. The whole market's fallen about 30%, right? The 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 Dow Jones is is probably not fallen quite 30%, but the Nasdaq, um, you know, uh, has has uh, has has you know fallen more than that. So so if we say that 30%, that's just the the market forces. Not to say that you can't sell your company for more than a 2.6, but I'll tell you what that benchmark has got a lot of people thinking. Uh, I think that the days of the four times revenue and more are at least on hold, if not gone, right? We definitely did some deals over four, but I don't think that they're, they're you know, that that's not going to be very common. I got to believe if I was a Terminex investor right now, I'd be saying what, Dan? Damn it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it, absolutely. Well, if if you had any money in the market, you'd be saying, "Damn it!" You know, yeah. uh, it it it. You know, that's just the 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 way it is. But um, you know, I mean, I we, we've talked a whole bunch about you know the the synergies and the 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 issues of the deal. I'm just talking about valuations in general. Sure. Yeah. And uh, that's you know those things have been dialed back. But again, we're still doing deals. We you know. Definitely not at the fervor, but the guys who know what they're doing, the guys who are offering, you know, who, 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 you know, are industry players, they're looking for quality companies. Um, you know, as I said, some of the PE firms who don't understand the elements of the, the, the fumigation that, you know, just, they're just, you know, uh, dollars per hour. They're, they're just not, um, you know, uh, it, I hate to say it because, you know, we're looking to work with some of them or and, and are working with some of them, but 
some of these guys are going to get washed out. And, and yeah, that's, it's, that's, it's like most things, right? I mean, a good a good recession kind of it kills the week. I think you know when we had Tony Massey on, he talked about that a little bit. He goes, you know, a recession is good because it you know it basically kills out the week. And so I agree with him on that. But let's let's finish this out. Closing thoughts. Q think looking forward. Kind of we did the Q2 wrap up. Q3. I think for me on the marketing side, I would say continue to market hard. I would say start looking at other uh, platforms in terms of getting your branding out and really start looking at branding holistically. And probably the most important advice I would give, you know, looking forward Q3, Q4, because this is kind of like, you know, Q3, Q4 is when we start planning for the next year. At least that's the way we do it in our business. I'm like, you know, Q1, Q2, it's all execution mode. Q3, Q4, it's like, what's next year all about? I know for us, and the vast majority of our clients, it's really starting to rethink how we're recruiting and making sure that you know we are dialed in from a website perspective, from a you know a sales funnel perspective. I mean, just all across the front of making sure that we turn our recruiting efforts into a strong marketing effort. And so those are my recommendations for Q3, Q4. Dan, what about you? And then let's wrap up. Yes, I think that the. Um but I, I think that you need to have rules for when your execution is not working. In other words, be very defensive as opposed to a year ago where you were offensive. And, 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 and. so um, make sure that you look at your forecasts, look at how you're doing against your forecasts and, you know, be ready to to retreat when you have to. The idea in a recession is to get through it. Yeah, you're going to profit, but, you know, nobody's going to get, you know, it, you're not going to see the kinds of gains that we've seen over the last couple of years, but it'll be back. It always is. Right. Um, right. But just now is a time to be defensive, not offensive. So. Right. We're not a black swan industry, right? I mean, it's like we still have, we're going to feel an effect. It's not like we're going to thrive. I mean, we will do better hopefully with people, but, but I think revenue wise, and you're right, it's just make sure to hold the margins. So, and with that, everyone, you've reached the end to another Dan and Donnie BMP Industry Insider podcast. Just a reminder that all the resources and topics we talked about today is going to be available on our website, pmpindustryinsider.com. Look under show notes. You'll see all the things that we talked about, the index reports and the benchmarking report, those types of things. And as always, we appreciate any um, feedback you can give us, whether it be through Apple, Spotify, whatever, have you listen to podcasts, please leave us a review. Tell us how great Dan looks. And with that, we're going to move on. We'll see you all next time. Take care.